You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Have you heard? Cindy Stewart has a new book. It's called New Moves of God. This book will open your spiritual eyes to see what God is doing so you can position yourself to be part of one of the most significant invasions of world culture in kingdom history. It will empower you to step into God's moves as he releases new anointings and new assignments that will far surpass your wildest imaginations. If you're a listener of her podcast, I'm sure that caught your attention. You can get your hands on that book right now. Just visit cindy-stewart.com or check out the link in the description or show notes. Again, that's cindy-stewart.com. Cindy Stewart podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. Hi, it's Cindy Stewart and welcome to this episode of Cindy Stewart Live. And today we just have the privilege at being at Joan Hunter Ministries in Houston, Texas. She's been having a school of the prophets, which has been amazing last 10 days. And she set up a studio so that these amazing prophets and apostles that are here speaking uh, could be interviewed. So thank you, Joan Hunter. And today I have an incredible apostle, prophet. He's from the UK. He's a businessman. He's a pastor. He's a father. I mean, he's just really going after the fullness of God. In, in what God has for us and for um, us to hear and be able to grab a hold of the vision. Habakkuk says, grab a hold of the vision, write it down, make it clear so you can run with it. So I just want to welcome Toby Arami. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me. As well. I'm so glad you're here. I know it's the first time we've met Absolutely. and you flew over a couple of days ago and, yes. and just really have just I put a picture up on Instagram of you. It's just like, Toby is releasing the fire and the glory. Oh. And and honestly, the first night you were here and you just started speaking, it was like the glory of the Lord fell in the mm. room and it was hard to even sit up. Yes. Because yes. the power of God, he's wanting to encompass his yes. people. Yes, and uh, like I said, it's been so exciting sure. and great to meet you. But you. I, I want to talk a little bit about a zillion things, but we're going to start out <laughs> talking a little bit about business and the entrepreneurship. As we were talking earlier, yeah. I feel like the body of Christ needs the nuggets about being business people, yes. entrepreneurs, and bringing the prophetic, like you said, into their business. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that... Uh, uh, one of the things I was even talking about yesterday, and thank you, by the way, for having me as well on the show. But one of the things I was uh, talking about yesterday is Hebrews 11. It says, faith is the substance of yeah. things hopeful, the evidence of things unseen. But then there's this scripture that says, but without faith, it's mm -hmm. impossible to please God. And I said, anytime you see the word impossible and God in the same sentence, pay close attention, <laughs> you know. And what do I mean? What, what am I linking this to? I'm linking this to the spirit of entrepreneurship, which I believe is supposed to be body of Christ wide. 
Yes. Because what is an entrepreneur? Someone who takes a risk mm -hmm. to start something. And, you know, my mentor always tells me faith is actually spelled R-I-S-K. Mm -hmm. That if you're going to move with a God of faith, you have to be willing to take risk to believe that he's going to do what he's going to do. So I actually think that, you know, just like Paul said, the church should do the work of the evangelist. I actually believe all the church should do the work of entrepreneurship mm -hmm. because our very nature as believers is orientated towards constantly being in a place where we take risk yeah. in God. And those risks pay off. And so even starting a church requires, in some sense, the spirit of entrepreneurship, though the motive might be different. It's not profit, it's souls. But it requires taking a risk to believe something. And I always say you cannot journey with God and make an idol out of certainty. Mm -hmm. God will tell you just <laughs> like enough that. to get you going, but he won't tell you everything that's going to happen in between and the journey you're going to go through and the ups and downs and the lows. He'll tell you just enough to get you started. He's going to say, a lamb flow with milk and honey. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be great. <laughs> He's going to show you the reward mm -hmm. because that's how God incentivizes us. He says, look, here's the prize, but there's a price. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you that the prize is going to be worth it. If you keep your eyes and your gaze on the prize, okay. you'll be able to enjoy the price. And that's what it says about Jesus. It says, for the joy that was set before him, mm -hmm. he endured the cross. Why? Because the joy. And I think as, as believers, as pastors, as apostles, as entrepreneurs, we have to set the joy before us so that this price becomes part and parcel. It becomes... Uh, meaningful uh, part of the journey. It's true too. And, you know, as an entrepreneur and a business owner and a pastor mm -hmm. and a, all these different things, uh, I know that I have had what I would consider in the real world failure. Yeah. But out of that failure, God worked it all to the good. Yes. And at the time, I did not see it as good. One of our businesses failed because we had an economic crash here in the U.S. and that's um, the 08 crash? Yeah, the 08. Yes. And uh, it was so interesting. I kept getting prophetic words, you need to close your business. Mm. And I was like, I have debt right? because of the economic. And yes. I said, I cannot close my business. And finally, the Lord said, now. So yeah. I closed it. We had 130000 plus change in debt. Mm. Within six months, God increased other streams of income. Yes. We paid off every penny within six months. Wow. And we learned just valuable lessons for the businesses that we had Correct. and that we continued to grow. Correct. So it's amazing how it was terrible at the time. Yes. A lot of tears, a lot of prayers, a lot of declaration, a lot of faith. faith. Okay, God, because <laughs> I wanted him to do it this way. I had like five easy steps for him to do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it just didn't work that way. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. had the steps at the end to take care of it. Absolutely. And then it catapulted our other businesses. Absolutely. Wow. So in your experience, you know, I'm sure you've had the ups and downs. We heard a little of it last oh, night. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. And and this is, a, this is a part and parcel of the journey of business is 
you know, one of, I, I give people keys to success. I like keys. They've I always fascinated me. And I love, you know, because I remember when I was younger trying to open a garage door and I'm doing everything in my power to open it. And then suddenly someone gives me a bunch of keys. Now I'm trying different keys. But when I got the right one, it didn't matter how big this door was. When I got the right one, the door opened. And I've always seen life like that. That it doesn't matter how big the situation is, how big the door is. It only takes a tiny key and that thing will open. You shove it, you do everything in your mind and it won't open. And I tell you, one of the keys I tell people in business uh, uh, of the many keys is uh, fail forward. Yes. You have to learn to fail well. Because to be a successful entrepreneur, like... I go to the gym. I haven't been in a while, but I go. I I I, I went to the gym a lot more before, and uh, I remember going with my coach. And my coach said something to me. He said, "I need you to work out until failure, mm. and when you fail, I'm going to start counting." So I'm pushing. Wow. I'm pushing. I'm pushing, and I get to a point I can't go anymore. And he says, "Right, good, one." Two. He said, when you get to the point of failure, you've reached the limit. He said, now we're going to push the limit so it doesn't exist anymore. And this is what so many people are not willing to do in entrepreneurship. They are so afraid of failing. Mm -hmm. And yet to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to fail. Mm -hmm. It's part and parcel of the journey. Every time I preach, I fail. People don't realize it. I go to my extent and I fail. And I actually watch my preaching back all the time. People, one, one day somebody asked me, you must really love your voice. You're always listening to your preaching. I said, no, the scripture says, Paul speaking to Timothy, said, take heed to thy own doctrine. Mm-hmm. So I constantly watch my doctrine. I go, oh, man, I could have done this, but okay. I could. And I found listening to the message, well, it blesses me because I know it's not me speaking. Um, but then it also... I see where I failed, and it allows me next time I get on a pulpit to push that boundary more. So what people see as a great speaker, greatly anointed, is really a story of failing forward. Mm -hmm. And failing forward literally means go to your limit. That's good. Like, go to your limit. One one minister said once, go to your limit, and then you'll discover they don't exist. Mm-hmm. That you impose them there. You put That's them good. there in the first place. Ooh. So, uh, you, you in the journey of business, same thing with church, same thing with entrepreneurship. If I want to prophesy, I have to be willing to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, I get given the mic all the time. It's like prophesy. It's like you, it's not that God is telling. I love those days where God tells me in advance. I love it when he tells me, you know, (laughs) these are the 10 things that are going to happen in service and this is what Mm -hmm. you're going to do. But I'll tell you 99.99% of the time he's not doing that. That's right. What's he doing instead? Open your mouth and I'll fill it. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? It means talk. And say, the Spirit of God is saying, and hope he catches your words <laughs> as they're about to come out of your mouth. And then you say I something, and the Lord is blessing you. And then all of a sudden, that person just starts crying, or they have a, a heart moment, or they just... Oh. And in your heart of hearts, people go, wow, what a powerful prophet. But you go home going, Phew. That's true. Thank the Lord that way. And, and you grow in confidence the more you fail. Yeah. 
That's where the courage comes from. It comes from pushing your limits. It comes from failing. It comes from trying. But what you have to realize in the journey of failing forward is what you did failed, you're not a failure. You're actually a very successful person because you tried where nobody else tried. You went where nobody else went. It's really easy to criticize Peter for walking on water and sinking from the boat while you're sitting on there because there was no analysis. No one was there to teach him how to walk on water. Mm -hmm. And we all know the boat mentors. The boat mentors have never walked on water a day in their life, but they're business coaches. They're there to help you through. They got textbook knowledge of 10 Mm -hmm. steps to do this, but you that is involved can tell a different side of the story. And the story I find that most people who are really involved in business tell is the story of grit, Mm -hmm. determination, commitment. Um, Somebody said to me once, how do you stay motivated? I said, I don't stay motivated. Motivation is not the question. I stay committed. It's just like asking me, you know, I have three beautiful children and it's like asking me, how do you stay motivated to raise them every day? I promise you I don't stay motivated. <laughs> when those kids come into a room and DDT you or knock you out or, or they, they eat all your food and you're not motivated all the time to love them, but you're committed right. to loving them and you're committed to the outcome of what they're going to become. You know you're not raising children, you're raising adults. Yes. You're committed to an outcome of what they're going to become. So you endure the foolishness and the <laughs> things in between. And you even learn to laugh at some of them because you know that these are growing pains. And and, and that's how to be successful. I, the most successful people on the planet are standing on a mountaintop of failures. Yeah, That's all they are. And people view them as great successes. But I told somebody once, uh, somebody was criticizing me because one of my businesses didn't go so well. And I live in a beautiful home, beautiful home. God has really blessed us with a large house in England. And uh, I said, my current level of failure is somebody's prayer point. Yes, that's good, that's good. Somebody wants my failure right now. You're saying I failed but somebody's praying to have that they this could be, level yeah. of failure. And you know what's interesting? I know that the commitment is a big part of it. I know it's pushing yourself past the limit. Yes. I love you talking about watching your messages over yes. so you can see how to push past, Correct. take the higher risk. But uh, but you also are, are this. there's this underlying message of there is discipline. Oh, there yes. is. I mean, it's it's not like you say I go and I open my mouth and the spirit's going to fill it. Well, you've filled your whole Correct. life. You've Correct. consumed the word till it's consumed Correct. you. Correct. So when you get ready, you know that voice. Yes. You trust. And and even if he doesn't do what you think he was going to do, he's done something Correct. to push you forward. Correct. Well, I tell people all the time. How many years did it take Jesus to fulfill his destiny? They say three. They say no, 30. Yeah, 30. Yeah. These are the years you just didn't know. The mm-hmm. preparation is more important than performance. Mm-hmm. That what we don't see, and this is hard for our sort of Instagram you know, yes. generation, 
because everything we do is now in public. Even if we eat, we can't eat without an audience. It's like, look at me eating. Look what I'm eating right now. Look at it going into my mouth. Look at, uh, we can't do anything. Look what today. I'm wearing. Look I what saw I'm, yours. <laughs> <laughs> look what I'm wearing today. Look at this. So everything we do, mm-hmm. you know, somebody said to me, they got really offended with me because, you know, I had a great business success. Um, one of uh, our projects uh, did over a million pounds worth of sales in an hour. Wow. Yeah. It Congratulations. Was one of our most success- it was one of our most successful projects. And they complained, you know, we don't even see your prayer life. Like, how you... I said, that's the point. Mm-hmm. You know, the secret of prayer is praying in secret. Mm-hmm. The fact that you don't Matthew see... Matthew says that. Exactly. Yeah. That's the mystery. Yeah. So when you come, you go, well, how, what, how is this whole thing happen? And I say, I've got a secret. Let me tell you what my secret is. Mm-hmm. There are things that people ought not to see. This is your private. It amazes me how many people want God to show up for them publicly, but they don't show up for God privately. Right. They have everything they do is out and it's known. But the majority of what we do should be unseen. Yes. It's the dealing we have with God. And you're so right in what you said. The amount of discipline, and this is a dirty word in the body of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, discipline, because the, the very word disciple actually means somebody who's disciplined. Even when I look at Enoch's life, because he's my favorite character in the Bible, even though there's so few said about him, <laughs> but his name means disciplined and learned, mm-hmm. you know? And so part of uh, people developing, I think, Christians are probably the most indisciplined mm-hmm. people group. I think our misunderstanding of grace mm-hmm. has led us to, and also our misunderstanding of God's sovereignty mm-hmm. has led us to a sort of theological laziness mm-hmm. and an apathy, a passivity that says, mm-hmm. God will do it. You'll take care of it in his time. You'll work it out. Mm-hmm. And we don't know that because of grace, Paul said, I work harder. Yeah than anybody else because because I'm of this grace not despite of it because this grace I have no excuse now mm-hmm. I have to work harder than everybody else because of the grace that's been given to me and so where does discipline come from discipline actually is the byproduct of desire and this that's is why right. Jesus said whatsoever things you desire he didn't say prayer is not actually the ground of needs. Mm-hmm. Prayer is the ground for desire mm-hmm. because God knows he has motivated us by desire. Yeah. And what is vision? Vision is different from strategy. Vision is when God says, have write the vision. He's basically saying, write the desired outcome. Yeah. What should, okay, he's complaining about the state of Israel, but what do you actually want it to look like? Mm-hmm. A football player, here you call it soccer, but football, American football, that person is disciplined to go to the gym. Yes. Why? Because the desire of the gold, they want the championship, yes. they want to win the league. You'll see when footballers retire, they suddenly grow pop bellies. And, <laughs> why? Because the desire is gone. Yeah. You know, this is why the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal mm-hmm. life. What creates discipline, if anybody's ever struggling with discipline, they're not really struggling with discipline. They're struggling with clarity. Mm-hmm. What good. is it you want to what achieve? Is it? Yes. What is the desired outcome at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. And that desired outcome, the Bible says Jesus learned obedience to the things he suffered. He learned discipline. 
to the things you suffered. But that learning, that that discipline, pain is not meaningful without desire. Yeah. You'll wonder why am I going through this if there's no end goal right. to what's happening. So when you can see the end goal, the desire, everything that happens now becomes a character building assignment to get me to where I need to get to. I agree. And you know, God wants, we're intimate with him, oneness, right? But he wants a partnership. And you know, uh, he wants us to be able to say, God, you know, this is what I'm building. Yes. Partner with me, show me, guide me, let me test these things out. Give me, I've got an invention in my mind, but I don't quite have it. Help me figure the things out. I remember reading, I think it was Eli Whitney that did the sewing machine. Mm. He couldn't figure out how to fix it. And And then he saw the boiling, uh, he was being boiled by cannibals and going up Up and and down. down. Yeah. And that was the one picture that he was missing for his invention. And it, of course, changed the world in sewing. And that's what God, he wants us to partner in the family business. Absolutely. Everything we do is part of his family. Absolutely. And he wants to be an investor in our business. Absolutely. And understanding that he has a business mind that is so beyond us and he wants to share it with us Yes, and just take what we are burning for our desire and, and help it to be birthed. Absolutely. And I think that partnership, uh, the one question I get a lot as a pastor, they'll say, I'm just waiting for the Lord to tell me what to do. (laughs) And I always tell them, I wrote a book about it. I, I tell them, what do you want to do? Do that and ask God yes. to help you yes. refine it. Yes, yes. Don't, he's already told you. He's yes. built you with passion. He's built you with an You're anointing. absolutely right. He's already told you. You're absolutely so right. So just do something. You're absolutely right. And if it doesn't work, then do something else. That's what he else. says, Habakkuk. said, I'm waiting to see what he's going to say. Yeah. And God said, I've already told you. Write the vision. Yeah. He said, when do you tell me? You see, it's already in your spirit. Yeah, it's, it's in there. us. Yeah, you just have to dis. What it says in, in Romans, it says, "Be renew, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may discern for yourself right. what is the good, acceptable, pleasing will of God." Yeah. So you actually have to start discerning, God. What are some of the desires you put in me? What are some of my displeasures? What are some of the things that you that you that you hardwired me with? If I went to a kitchen now, and in the kitchen there was sugar butter, icing, uh, uh, eggs, flour, any one of those ingredients by themselves would taste horrible. You know, if I just ate the egg raw, if I just ate, but these are all the raw materials. It's obvious I'm meant to make a cake and all these things would actually work together for good. Each one of them would taste horrible by itself, but all these things together would start working together for good, you know, to, to make this thing happen. When we were born, God put some eggs in there. He put some flour in there. He put some sugar in there. And we're going, I'm just waiting on the Lord to know what to do. And it's like, no, he's put the ingredients necessary. Shake yourself up. Right. Put that thing together. Let that thing go through an oven of affliction. Let all those ingredients merge together for good. Because you're called according to his purposes. Yeah. So I, I think what you, I could talk to you all day because these are sort of the arguments I have with Me people too. all the time is they're waiting on God. 
and God is waiting on them. They're right. just sitting in a room waiting for each other. Literally, I feel like God's staring at them and they're staring at God saying, God, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. And God's waiting for a move. Yeah. He's waiting for somebody to pick up. You know, Daniel, I think we believers, we are experts at prayer. And if prayer was the secret to wealth, we'd be Billionaires, multi-billionaires. Prayer is not the secret to wealth. It's a secret. It's part of it. Don't get me wrong. What happens? You see, Daniel was praying. And one of the fascinating things I read in Daniel, it says he was praying and he's fasting for 21 days. And the angel Gabriel showed up to him and said, from day one, yeah. you? People, believers, oh, I just don't feel like God's hearing. Day, day one. one. The problem wasn't the prayer going up. The problem was the answer coming back. Yes. Because what I believe the devil loves believers praying because we have the keys to the kingdom Mm -hmm. and we release inventions. We release wisdom. We release ideas. And he stands in the way to steal. And I believe he gives it to his children. Mm -hmm. I actually believe most of the inventions we've seen in the world from the electric car to the mobile phone to everything, God wanted to give to one of his kids. Yeah, that's good. But That's I good. think that the moment it came, I, I, I heard the, the, the first TV camera, the first TV came to the church and we called it a one-eyed devil because <laughs> we're so afraid of <laughs> believers become creatures of, um, of what is religion. Religion is, is part of the human complex. A big issue, if, if we do things like branding and marketing, for example. If you want to introduce people to a new idea or concept, it's very difficult to do it. You have to do it in a way that it's laced with familiarity. Right. You have to, because it's human nature. My mom, for example, when the laptop finally came out, she could not let go of her typewriter. The laptop is more efficient, it's better, <laughs> but my mom... Yeah. Yeah. My dad still types on computer like this <laughs> because it was a new thing. Mm-hmm. Now it's something that's so common, but people need a time. I heard the first credit card was actually created in the 60s, but people need a time to understand the concept. Now it's weird to bring cash around yeah. with you. Now we tap things on our phone and we pay for things like that, but people need a time. So you think when God says, I'm doing a new thing, that's going to be exciting. So now you understand the children of Israel's problem. God's calling them to the promised land, but the problem is it's new. Yes. And they used to, even if it's an abusive situation, it's all I know. It's what I'm used to. And new is not always exciting. And so I believe that a majority of reasons believers don't venture into what God's calling them to do is because it's so new. Get out of your father and mother's house so mm-hmm. I can take you to a land that I, I'm going to show. It's so new. It's so different from what they used to. And this is why Abraham said, right, okay, if I'm leaving, I'm going to take the old with me. Lot, you're coming. <laughs> you're coming on the journey. And the word name Lot means to hinder and to veil. Yeah. That's why when and Lot... he did. He did. He did. Because the, the, the Bible says when Lot left, it says after Lot had left, then the Lord spoke to Abraham. Yeah. So Abraham was taking something familiar with him on the journey. And I think this is why a lot of believers are going to be attacked in the, by the church who are manifesting the new things of God. Yes. Because the church is going to say, you're not doing it according to our traditions. You're yes. not doing it according to the way we... And people are committed to failed principles. Yeah. 
So that's uh, yeah. that's one of them. And you know, really, that is, I mean, that is it. We're, we're just so afraid to step into the Correct. new. So we're coming to the end of our time. Oh, gosh, I could go on for hours, but would you mind just talking to the audience, just sure. releasing what God has on your sure. heart, whatever it is. Sure. I actually feel God has a prophetic message uh, for uh, for a couple of people listening, you have been sitting on your vision. You've been sitting on that book. You've been sitting on that bakery idea. You've been sitting on your vision for so long. And I had a vision of a chicken sitting on an egg for so long that the egg actually just cracked, that it was just done. And God's saying, this thing has come to maturity now. This thing has come to fruition now. This is time to birth your greatest ideas. This is time to make your most, your, your greatest mistakes. This is time to fail forward. This is time to take risk and journey. And I pray that the Lord would give you yes. the power to prosper. That the Lord who anointed a man in the scripture for craft and for, and for design and for art, that you would realize that the same anointing that helps us preach is the same anointing that helps us in the place of business and entrepreneurship. And I pray that power comes upon yes. you and you will be turned into another man and another woman in Jesus' name. Amen. That is so good. And you know, the word says that God has given us the power to create wealth. And that means wealth physically, monetarily, yes. wealth. And people think, well, let's turn it into something else. But no, he wants us to have more money so we can advance the kingdom. You know, if, and I'm just going to say this, if everyone tithes, all the Christians of the world tithe, did you know there would be no poverty, no <laughs> hunger? There would be no lack of water. Mm. The whole world would be replenished. Wow. And that is statistically proven. So I just want to encourage you, go after God's heart. He's put something in you. Get ready to birth what needs to come out of you so that you can expand the destiny that God has for you. Uh, risk, get off the couch, get excited about what you've heard and do it. That's, that's all I can say is Absolutely. just do it. And I, I appreciate you being here, Thank Toby. You so much Thank you guys me. for watching. And all of his information is at the bottom. You can follow him on Instagram. You can follow him on Facebook. You can take a look at his website uh, and just get the depth that he has experienced and begin to discipline yourself for those victories that God has for you. So thank you for watching and invest in yourself because you're the best investment you can make because God is investing in you every single day. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.